Diane, it's Sunday, 11.58 in the morning. I'm sending you the latest episode of Season 2 of Horror Vanguard's Twin Peaks Retrospective. I think you're going to get a kick out of this one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Not, an episode of the Twin Peaks Retrospective. I am one of your anti-co-ghosts, Ashley Darrow, joined as always by anti-host, aka not the liquid guy, not John. How's it going? Uh, it's not going badly. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that a double negative for emphasis, or is that a double negative for negation? Uh, I think that both. that's part of our separate episode, the Spooky Grammar Cast. <laughs> uh, look forward to that coming out. Never wink, wink. Uh, yeah, both. Um, so this is, as as you pointed out, Ash, this is not an episode of the Twin Peaks retrospective. Um, and we thought it is worth just taking a little bit of time out of the schedule to explain what is going on with HV, why certain things have been changed uh, about the show, about our schedule, about the episodes we were planning on, uh, and why we're doing that. So we've been looking uh, to ensure that we best support SAG-AFTRA during this strike as people who are not yet members of the union, uh, but we we could be. And, you know, given our career, given what we do here on the show, there's a very real chance that we could in the future be SAG members. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to respect both the fact that we are seeking future membership potentially, as well as the fact that the union is on strike against these studios um, by not crossing any digital picket lines in terms of our coverage here on the show. Yeah, so um, SAG-AFTRA have been very clear that they uh, are encouraging people not to promote um, productions from struck studios. Um, as Ash pointed out, we exist in a slightly odd position um, because what we do technically doesn't fall within the uh, the kind of bounds of promotion because what we do is... like. Film, film criticism and film analysis, which, um, you know, we, we could keep doing everything um, without technically without being in, in, in kind of violation or of cr- dig- crossing those digital picket lines. However, we absolutely want to stand in solidarity with um, both SAG-AFTRA and the WGA uh, who are on strike thanks to studios. Absolutely brazen refusal to pay creatives hardworking talent um what they actually deserve and what they can actually live on um so ash do you want to should we kind of talk about what's going to change whilst the strike is ongoing so sag after has specifically stated that like if you do like a watch along fan cast type of podcast that that would be crossing the digital picket line um against struck works and struck studios the twin peaks retrospective is professional film criticism but it does get us a little uncomfortably close to something more like a watch-along fan cast so we've made the decision to pause the Twin Peaks retrospective until uh, the studios yield to the demands of SAG-AFTRA and the strike officially comes to a close yeah so um, sadly Twin Peaks season 2 retrospective will be on indefinite hiatus until uh, until such a time as the unions have called off the strike. Uh, we are still going to be doing r- regular episodes of HV. Um, however, what we what you're probably going to see more of is older, older films, um, films which uh, were not produced but are maybe um, being controlled by some of these studios, but we are trying to stay away as best as we can 
from anything that comes from a studio currently um, struck by SAG-AFTRA. Um, so yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be delving into the into the deep, dark, and spooky crypts of horror cinema history. Yeah, we're gonna be looking at a lot of older films, a lot of foreign films, a lot of independent films, just things that would fall outside of the struck studios. And you know, depending on how, uh, so the longest strike, and I think SAG after history was the 1988 strike. Um, and if this one goes longer than that, there's a good chance that a lot of the studios and projects under the interim agreement, I know A24 has a horror movie that SAG-AFTRA has allowed to continue production because A24 has agreed to the interim terms. Um, and if one of those movies comes out, we'll, we'll definitely give that one a go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so please do send us suggestions. Please do um, let us know your thoughts. Uh, I think probably in the notes for this episode, there will be uh, a link to some of the information from the union and there is um there are also some strike funds that i think we can put into the show notes as well so people if you if you care about horror cinema the only way that we can continue to ensure that horror cinema stays uh such a kind of incredibly productive and exciting mode of cultural practice is if the people who make it are able to do so in a way that lets them live mm-hmm. that lets them afford to live Horror is, as we know, in the mainstream, phenomenally profitable. Huge streaming services and huge studios are deliberately uh, keeping money away from the people who put in huge amounts of time, effort, energy, and creativity to bring us the uh, the movies and creative culture that we love. Ooh, I love that. Hang on, Harker is Harker shouting. Harker is upset about actors, directors, and creatives being exploited by an unfair studio system harker is a union cat <laughs> yes yes not only is harker a union cat but harker wants you to know why sag after is currently striking mm-hmm. um so so we have we have uh, of course they're striking over hours wages and conditions the kind of three classic things that all all union strikes are about um but i think it's i think it's work worth uh, uh picking apart a few of the specifics um one of them is how streaming services uh have created their residual formula for actors and it is very predatory actors get very little money um and a lot of times when we when we talk about actors the first thing that comes to mind is celebrity we're thinking of the rock or tom cruise you know these these actors that have million dollar contracts and you know they have riders that include a, a yacht where they can rest in between shots and all that nonsense but the, the majority of actors are just jobbing. You know, it's, it's a day job for them. They, they go from set to set, from shoot to shoot, you know, like, and even, even high profile actors that are household names uh, uh, rely on this as a career. There's an anecdote from Bruce Campbell, a famous horror actor that I think about a lot. And um, it, earlier in his career, he was applying for a job as a ranch hand. Mm. Um, and he had on his resume that he was an actor and the the ranch boss was like, oh, how much did you make with that? And he was like, oh, yeah, it was like, you know, I made like six figures that year doing some acting. And and the ranch boss was like, oh, well, then why why in the world are you applying to be a ranch hand? And Bruce Campbell was like, oh, that was that was last year. This is this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I the statistics I don't necessarily have right off the top of my head, but I think it's something like to qualify for health insurance uh, through the union, you have to make it something like twenty six or twenty seven thousand dollars a year. Um, and as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, the majority of SAG-AFTRA members don't make that. Yep. So th- that's what this is about. The idea, it, it is a classic wedge issue um, for 
um, these big studios and big production companies and streaming services to to encourage you to focus upon the household names, right? Mm-hmm. That is that is not something that a trap you shouldn't fall into, because it's about ordinary uh, talented actors, um, talented writers, talented uh, people in the entertainment industry whose names you probably don't know, but faces you might recognize, and they deserve your respect and solidarity. Absolutely, and another major issue of this SAG strike is the use of AI technology. Uh, we're increasingly seeing studios doing AI scans to create digital copies of actors so that they never have to hire those actors again and they can just use their digital likeness in perpetuity without paying them. And we're already seeing this happen to background actors in Disney Marvel productions. They're yep. being scanned and cloned not only without their consent, but without their knowledge. Mm-hmm. There are there are stories of actors who uh, played small parts in Disney Marvel TV shows finding out that they've showed up in later shows as some kind of CG asset. Yeah. This is, uh, this is also, this, um, hap- oh, uh, I was just going to say, this has also happened for martial artists who have their stunts motion captured to be used in the future. This has happened for voice actors whose voices are going to be digitally recreated. This is a major issue yeah. because if we want acting to continue as an art form and cinema to continue as an art form, we need to stand behind SAG and the WGA and the um, newly formed uh, VFX union for Disney Marvel um, because they're they're people who actually make art and, yeah. and not just some soulless fucking chat GPT movie generator. Yeah, this was literally a joke in a in BoJack Horseman, right? It, and mm-hmm. it's like a, as like a dystopian idea uh, and it's become kind of true and real. Um, and I think just the final, final point that I, I I think I want to drive home is two is two very quick things, which is that you know a ho- horror. You know it, we get we get what we kind of advocate for and fight for and defend, right? Mm-hmm. If if the this fight is lost, then uh, horror culture and horror cinema particularly, I think, will be just drowned in a kind of deluge of AI generated, poorly done, uh, and. N- n- made for free slop and we don't need that um yes and the second thing uh is just to kind of encourage anyone listening who also has a media or film podcast uh in horror or not like we get the film culture that we defend and fight for and if you are also a podcaster then all we can do is ask and encourage you to think about your own schedules it is phenomenally tempting to chase after the, the numbers that an episode on a brand new release might do or to try and score an exclusive interview with someone who is willing to promote something that, you know, really they shouldn't. But like all of that short term thing is going to is going to be taken away forever. So mm-hmm. if you are a podcaster, if um, if you love movies and you love horror like we do, then please, uh, please think about doing this for yourselves. Think about what, what schedule you can do. Think about ways that you, you, we can make sure that we're not all of us, as many podcasters as possible, are not crossing these digital picket lines and supporting SAG after and the WGA. Links to information about the SAG after strike, as well as any strike funds, uh, are going to be in the show notes for this show and the show notes for many of our episodes as the strike continues and the situation changes. Uh, and we just wanted to thank you all uh, for sticking with us, for sticking with SAG after. And stay spooky. Diane, it is 
that we have more questions than we have answers. A new episode. New episode.